You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With, with, with Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I don't care if oh, I ever go back. <laughs> root, root, root. For the root, Mets. Root, for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thursday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is Thursday, March 28, 2019. It is opening day. For the Yankees and the Mets. And boy, I haven't had a smile on my face this big in a long time. It feels great. I'm wearing my Yankee cap today. I'm in a really good mood. The Yankees <laughs> are up 4 nothing in the top of the fourth inning right now. Luke Voigt hit a 428-foot bomb to center field in the, second, I believe, in the first inning, excuse me, off of Andrew mm. Kashner with Stan and Judge on, uh, on base. So that's that's the Yankee score right now, four nothing, top of the fourth. Masahiro Tanaka, forty six pitches in, without a blemish, pretty much. And on the Mets side of things, in Washington, Robinson Cano in his first at bat as a New York Metropolitan hits one out to uh, left center field, mm-hmm. barely clearing the wall, but it got out. That's for, all that counts. That's all that counts. Home run for Robinson Cano, one nothing Mets. The ground's pitching well so far. So far, so good for both uh, both uh, area teams. Only three and a half innings in it, but so far, so good, Big Mike. Yeah, so far, so good. Pumped up, man. It's opening day. Listen, it's some. There's something different about this day because everyone thinks their team has a chance. And, and, and Mike Guido was alluding to it on his show on the Haystack, which uh, obviously comes on before our show. There is, there's something total. There's few days on the calendar when it comes to sports that really get you pumped up. So he, he was saying it was the NFL draft, mm-hmm. it was opening day for baseball, and it was the start of the MLB playoffs. For me, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Opening day, obviously. Yep. We're big fans of the draft. Yep. Hockey playoffs. Hockey playoffs. Oh, yeah. There's and, a- and obviously, and another one for me is opening day when it comes to, to soccer. Yeah, same in thing the, for, with the hockey. MLS, in the yeah. MLS. Uh, that, that first game of the season, you know, everybody's at zero points. You know, you're starting off as favorites. Everybody thinks they have a chance, like you said. But it's just something different about opening day. Yeah. You get the early games. You get the 1 o'clock games. And then you get those four o'clock games, and they're all bunched up, and you don't know which one to watch. <clears throat> Man, that's where the MLB Network, NFL Network, where, that's where those things kick in. Absolutely, a nice play by Andujar. Oh, oh, oh. Bird couldn't uh, couldn't reach that. That'll turn into a, a two bagger. That, there, that should be a that's single in E five. Yeah. Even though that's a great play by Andujar. Great scoop. I, I would say great stretch also by uh, by Greg Bird. Yeah, you just want them to come up with that ball. Yeah. Well, that's something to look at. Defi- that, oh, that, that should looks definitely like be on Greg. Yeah, that should definitely be that on Greg. That should be an Bird. E3. 
I should definitely be on Greg Bird. But uh, th- that's three for thirty three. That that's there's there there's something to look at for the Yankees. Miguel Andujar's defense mm-hmm. this year, because last year that was a very very big topic of conversation in all of sports talk radio here in in, in New York. Yes, Miguel Andujar's defense is, isn't necessarily the greatest thing. His bat, yes, you can really make a case for how how good his bat really is. Defense. Not so much. There was even talk for that wild card game of not playing of him. Not playing him. He actually got taken out. Greg Bird should have had that. Greg Bird should have had that. Great stretch. Should have had that. Yeah. But back to Manduar, there was actual talk for the wild card game whether or not he should actually be starting. They actually took him out out of that game. They put a Danny Echeverria in there. Now I'm at. Now I'm at, who subsequently <laughs> made a, a fantastic grab at third base. And that's going to cost Tanaka a run. Yep. Unearned run, but uh, 4-1 Yankees now as the Baltimore Orioles get on the board. Um, I guess, I'm guess i guessing they gave that error to Duhar because of the throw, but it should definitely uh, be an that, E3 of uh, yeah. uh, Greg Bird there. But And then this ball <clears throat> just looks like it has eyes. Well, they, they, they were playing that shift. I, it was a little, uh, a little not, shift, I'm but not, I hate the shift, I, man. I know. Not a fan. Because if you're not in the shift, that's a ball. Either one, the shortstop or the second that, baseman that ball, gets that to. ball gets to the second baseman. Yeah, that, that that's that's Glaber Torres all over that ball right there. Yeah, and, and then you're out, you're of, the out inning, of the inning, up four nothing. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's why I hate the shift. I do. I, we say it often, but I'm not a guy who's into all these analytics. Oh, that'll get to not get that out of gets the you out of the inning. Fly ball to Brett Gardner in center field. Yankees give up a run. In that top of the fourth inning, going into the bottom of the fourth, 4-1 Yankees to start. Um, but, yeah, that's just, that's just, how, that's just the, the, the talk there with the Yankees. You got to look for Miguel Andujar's defense at third base. Whether or not that'll be something um, that'll give the Yankees an advantage or not. I heard his voice, <laughs> so I, I already know. And I, I feel like I know where this is going, but uh, no, he said he's trolling me today. Oh, he's trolling you! Oh, he's Jeff, going you're, tro- after me. you're trolling Big Mike today, huh, Jeff? All right, it's opening day. Everyone starts new, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Ask, is this the closest the Mets will come to first place all year? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, they won't win the division. That's for sure. Uh, um, but I, I think they'll, I think they'll be in the top of the NL East uh, conversation for a little bit, but then the Phillies are going to take over, and that's just how that's going to work. But they really won't the Phillies, yeah, the Phillies, oh, bro, bro. Dude. Please give me the Braves. No, that's more respectable for me than the Phillies. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, that's what I don't understand. Right? Is everyone's talking about the Phillies, and and I guess rightfully so. You know, they signed Bryce Harper and stuff. But why is everyone ruling out the, the team that won the division last year? Oh, no, I'm definitely I, not I really don't know why, Jeff. I'm with you. I, I think Atlanta's going to repeat personally. Atlanta's got a really good team. they got a really young core. Yeah. So I, I'm not necessarily counting like them out. off Atlanta. I know. I don't. A lot, yeah, a lot of people are, and a lot of 
obviously the uh, the experts in the baseball world. Well, well that's are because of the out. sexy names of the Phillies got with Harper, and obviously they expect Jake Arrieta to bounce back. What the Mets did the offseason. Meanwhile, Atlanta just basically stood pat. But they, they added a few pieces here. Added there. Josh Donaldson, who I think could be a major piece for them. Brian McCann, over Brian McCann, there. great leader. Yeah. I like the Braves team. I think the Mets will compete. Listen, the the fan in me would say, oh, yeah, they're going to win the division. But realistically, I think they're going to compete for a wild card spot. That's how I feel. I think, the I, I think they're going to be, be wild card. I think they're going to be in it for the whole year. I don't think there's one team that's running away with the division anyway. I think you got four teams in there who can battle it out and, and possibly win the division. The one team who I really think no one's talking about is Atlanta and I don't know why because they snuck up on people last year now it's not going to be sudden if they you know do the same thing no I, I something to be said for experience too yeah exactly they well, got it last year but like you said the 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 Braves added some pieces but the Phillies also added pieces not I'm not just, I'm not just talking right. about Bryce Harper right Andrew McCutcheon is going to prove to be a, a, a pretty good bat in that lineup as well. Gene Segura is going to be Segura's a, good a, player. a huge acquisition for this Phillies team when he yes. once they start to play, obviously, today. But you, you're adding on top of that Aaron Nola, Jake Arrieta. At, at your, at, I want to see Nola rotation. do it again. I, 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 Chances are it's going to he oh, might not sure. have the, gr- the great year that he had last year. Oh, sure. But he's going to definitely keep up with it a little bit. Yeah, as long as he wins 16 games, ERA Which, around three, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good year for Aaron Nolan. Reese Hopkins is in that oh, lineup I love another Reese year. Hoskins, yeah. Odubel Herrera in, in center field is going to be. Their biggest question mark might be Franco, the third baseman. Michael Franco. Yeah, because he was a guy who was brought up, and they were talking about how he's going to be the next Philly superstar. And he really hasn't lived up to it. He has not. But this is a year, a big year for them. Yes. Which is why I'm saying the Phillies, although the Braves did it last year, the Phillies added an extra an extra two pieces that are definitely going to be able to get them over that hump right. a little bit. Which, But I'm not saying that the Braves are out of it. They're not. No. I just feel like the Mets are going to be better this year. And mm-hmm. I think the Phillies are going to be better this year. That's why I'm giving the Phillies the, the National League East. And the Mets in the in the wild card game. Mm. That's why I'm doing it that way. But the Braves are definitely going to keep up pace. It's yeah. not like they're not. I'm not. I'm not as high on the Nationals as a lot of people no, are. I, I, not as much. Oh, where's that pitch? Ooh. Not as much. Yeah. What else you got, Jeff? Over or under the All Star break before Stephen Matz gets hurt. Oh, Stephen Matz is getting hurt <clears throat> May first. There was a bat that actually went into the bench, and uh, we thought either Noah Syndergaard or or uh, or Stephen Matz was was at the end the ending reception of that bat right not yeah. right to the head that's what we were thinking here in the studio. Stephen Matz doesn't even have to be hit by the bat to get hurt. Come on, that's a good point. It's so great that he wouldn't even be in the game and still get hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only would fitting, that be right? Like the complete Mets. <laughs> it's only fitting. It and would it, totally be. The at least Mets. I don't have Ramirez in there <laughs> to help him out. Because that would have turned out to be a, a oh. season-ending surgery right there for, oh, yeah. for Steven Metz. And then even Big Mike is unsure if the Mets win the division. So over or under eight games behind the division winner? Under. Under. Take the under, yeah. Wow. I think this is, you I think are, this you is guys the... are very optimistic on a team that didn't make very many moves. Listen, 
Jeff, I got to be honest with you. I have to be optimistic because I've got nothing going for me till October when New York Ranger hockey's back, man. I got to rely on the Mets. I know I it was a fun game last night, wasn't it, Big Mike? I didn't really want to bring up six to two, but but since you did, it was like six good, three, right? six three. Six three. Six they got three. that last goal in the middle of four seconds. Three seconds left. Yeah, yeah. So six three. Listen, they won the season series. I put it on Twitter, I think, Saturday night after they beat Toronto. Yeah, you did. In a rebuilding year, you beat Boston twice, you beat Toronto twice, you beat San Jose twice, you went into Nashville and won. That's good beat stat. Beat the Islanders Beat the Brooklyn. Islanders twice, you know. And won, and in Brooklyn, too. Yeah, and in Brooklyn. So, so baby steps here, man. Baby steps in this rebuild. Like, I don't want to rain on your parade with that because you are right. They had some impressive performances, but how much of beating Boston twice and Toronto however many times and all the numbers you just rattled off mm-hmm. are because those teams just didn't look at the Rangers like a threat and probably took them lightly. Like, if it were Ranger teams to pass, those are games you get up for. Right. I, I think you're right, but I also look at it like this. It's a confidence builder for the young kids, and that's where the Rangers are going now in this quote unquote rebuild. So any way they can garner confidence going into the off season, you take it. Like you you look at the comments that David Quinn usually, you know, has during his post game press conferences. It's usually we build confidence in one period, but then we start to lose it in the at tail ends of the game. So I mean it's just like you said, baby steps. We all knew this was going to be a rebuilding type of a year. It's retooling on the fly. Yes. So we didn't really have expectations. Those fans that actually had expectations are because they don't believe in this. And they're wrong. And they're wrong. <laughs> I, I actually, at the beginning of the season, I had the Rangers at 500 or yeah. a little under. I'm, I'm like on par for that right now. Yeah. But, that's, but that's just being realistic. You knew what was going to happen. Right. You shipped those guys off. You shipped off of Rick Nash. Um, Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough. Uh, Derek Stepan's not around anymore. Uh, Dan Girardi's not around. JT Miller's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. You had that core of players gone. They're not here anymore. Yeah. So um, that that's just how it is. You 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 have to be confident with what this team has done. Yeah. Even losing to Boston, sixty-three. Yeah. <laughs> hey Je- Jeff, you looking forward to the Leafs in the first round? Um, you want to know what? Truthfully, when the year started and the Bruins had stood pat and they were just basically. You know, going with the young kids, I was like, oh, this is a horrible decision for the Bruins because the Leafs clearly got better adding John Tavares. Mm-hmm. But our young guys have improved to the point where, like, you know, listen, with Pasternak now back healthy and Jake DeBrus stepping up, I think that the Bruins are three lines deep now. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Boston could beat Toronto because I don't think Toronto has the defense for it. They have, they sure have the offense. They have the offense, but they don't have... Any, and do you believe in their goalie? I like Freddie Anderson. I do. Oh, well, Freddie Anderson's come a long way. Yeah. Freddie he, Anderson has come a long way. But if he's facing 40 shots a night, no, it's difficult. It, it's, yeah, it is. Pasternak is on a tear right now. Yeah. You Brad, Mar- Brad Marchand is still rolling around there, the little nugget there. Yeah. Um, Bergeron. The top line of the Bruins is one of the top scoring lines in the league. It is. Yeah, yeah you're they're, right. They're well coached. Yeah. They're a well coached team from top to bottom. Yeah, they're a good team, too. Very good team. David Krejci's well, been healthy all year. What's that? Well, before, before Bruce Cassidy, they had, uh, you know, Claude Julian. Claude Julian is, you know, uh, play defense, and if we score 
a goal, we hope to win one nothing. Yeah. Right? Bruce Cassidy has really let these young guys, you know, fly up and down the ice and they open it up a little. Yeah, and they're responsible defensively, too, and these young guys. And, and the, their goalie play has also been... Oh, Yaro Halak has, yeah. has been fantastic when, when to give Tuka the spell. When, when Tuka hasn't necessarily been on, they can rely on Yaro to, to, to go in there and close out a game. Yes. Or even, you know, if, if he's starting in relief uh, for, for Tuka. Yeah. He was good last Reliable. night. Oh, he was Yaro really was good. outstanding last night. He always picks up his game against Henrik Lundqvist. It's, uh, there's it's, just something about playing against Henrik Lundqvist yeah. that just makes him go crazy. Dude, honestly, I'm just sad for Henrik Lundqvist. Like, he's just been relegated to being, like, a backup, and I did. there's just something that doesn't sit right with me about that. I don't think he's a backup. No. Because, because I, I think if he were to leave, I, I think if he weren't on board, they would have moved him. I guess he's on board with what's going on here. Well, he there, there was a there was an article I think in the Post or in the Daily News. It might be the Post. All right, Larry Brooks might be that yeah. said that Henrik Lundqvist is more upset with how he's been playing as opposed to what the team has been playing like. He is on board for this mm-hmm. uh, um, retool. this retool or rebuild, however you want to call it, mm-hmm. that the Rangers are on. He bought in. They asked him if he wanted to be a part of it, and he said, I do. Yeah. Which is why the Rangers didn't move him. Even though the Rangers have received calls for Henrik Lundqvist, yes. he's off the board because he wants to be here. He wants to be a Ranger for life. He wants to be a Ranger for life, and he wants to ultimately, at the end of the day, win a Stanley Cup. They got there a few years ago, obviously did not get over that hump, but... I mean, that's not happening, though. Uh, I'm not here to answer. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. In, in Henrik Lundqvist's career, because he's only probably got, what, three years left? Yeah, two or three. I, I'll, I'll give you that. Sure. Do you really think the turnaround is going to be that amazing, that, that they're going to pull it off either next year or the year after? I'm hoping. <laughs> I, I would say this, Jeff. I think there are two major dates for the Rangers. One free is, agency? One is the draft and one is free agency. Let's see what they decide to do. They might have three first-round picks. You could always move one or two. And, and it get looks a, like they could player. be in the lottery conversation. And they're going to be, yeah, they are going to be in the lottery conversation. And then July 1st, look, there are some big-name players who have been linked to the Rangers, primary, primarily Artemi Panarin, who I, I know I would love to see wearing a Ranger jersey. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. But, look, I don't. Listen, I, I agree, but what if Panarin doesn't go? Well, then you got to reevaluate, and there has to be a plan B. Do I know what it is? Absolutely not. But they obviously have a plan for the, free agency, which, yeah. is, which is what they sort of been building on. And it, like I said, there's been articles that said the Rangers are going to be big spenders this free agency period. Now, don't, don't be shocked if Panarin doesn't show up if they look at maybe Eric Carlson. Who I think they're actually going to take a look at, even if Artemi Panarin is here. Yeah. I'll be honest with Didn't you. Didn't he re-up with San Jose? Not no, yet. No. no, he has not re-upped yet. Oh, I thought he did. No. Uh, well, that's new, you know that is what it is. But you know, I mean, I feel like the the conversation you're having about the Rangers rebuild is the same conversation you've been having for 20 years about a Knicks rebuild. And truthfully, I'm not uh, sold on any James Dolan team getting their act together. There's one difference between the Rangers and the Knicks. Favor. No, James. Well, yeah. Do- well, James Dolan cares more about what the Knicks do because he has more of a say on what they do as opposed to the Rangers. He lets the hockey people do everything, which is why the Rangers made the playoffs nine out of ten, 10 yes. years 
uh, got to a Stanley Cup Finals, was in the Eastern Conference Finals for two straight years. Mm-hmm. Um, he can go play his harmonica if he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He leaves it. He, he leaves it up to, to Glenn Sather and Jeff Gorton to get that to get that right. And now Chris Drury. And now Chris Drury as well. Yeah. So I mean, listen. I, I I trust the Rangers to make to make decisions and to get back on back on. Jack Gordon's done a really nice job so far. And you know what? He's been forthcoming. He's been out front. Yeah. In in front of everything here, and he's let let everybody know. Listen, these are our intentions. This is what we are going to do. Yeah. Jump on board with us. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. I just feel bad for New York. Everything sucks there except for the Yankees. Pretty much. Pretty much. And it sucks twice as bad, though, right? Because you have two franchises in every sport. He's not wrong. He's not. We do have two franchises. <laughs> two franchises in everything. Baseball, in hockey, football, ba- football, basketball. Just one in soccer, though. Two in soccer. Oh, yeah, NYCFC. NYCFC. Forget Cleveland. New York might be the factory of sadness. <laughs> oh, no. The Cavaliers still suck, bro. <laughs> the Cavaliers are terrible. They've won more recently than the Knicks have. They have, but then I can't even. You I can't, can't, even, argue, I can't even. You argue can't that. argue for I the can't. Knicks anymore. You really can't. I never really do because I, you knew what this year yeah. was going to be, and everyone's going to be looking for July first. See what happens. Listen, I haven't had an argument with the Knicks since. 2012, that year they won 50 games. Mike Woodson. Yeah, Mike Woodson. Best Tyson coach the Knicks. Chandler. Best Carmelo coach Anthony. the Knicks had re- of recent memory. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Things have gotten so bad in New York that everyone hung their hopes on St. John's. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's so true. Shut up. He's right. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what else you got, Jeff? Last point. Nah, I just hate Fogarty. <laughs> He's not even. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Everything Fogarty likes is awful. You're, you're better off tweeting him that. <laughs> maybe he'll hear it. Oh, man. <laughs> but thanks, Jeff. I mean, maybe he's over. the curse, guys. He could be. He could be. This might be karma for what for cutting kids. Oh, it this, might be. It could be. It might be. It might be. Thanks, Jeff, for the phone call, man. We appreciate it. Um, but, no, hey, listen. We started the, the the puck talk pretty early today. <laughs> we could get back, but to we it. Could, no, we could get yeah. back to puck talk, man. Let's hey, listen, what the Rangers have done this year, and, and you know, every time we do talk about the Rangers, we talk about how they're retooling on the. Floor. Yes, but it's not necessarily bad. I actually like it. Yeah, they're being competitive. They're competitive when they really need to be, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because it's sort of like they tail off maybe for for lesser opponents. They play yeah. to their opponents a little bit, but. They show up to games, like you said, against the Bruins. Mm-hmm. They showed up to games against the Predators. They showed up to games against the Sharks, Maple Leafs, Islanders. They do that. Let, they just have to keep building on it. David Quinn is an excellent coach for what the Rangers are doing. Yeah, he's done a really good job on what the plan is. And the the one thing I'll say about Quinn, and and I'm not— They need to fix that defense, but, you, you know what? That's not him. That's more Lindy Ruff. But mm-hmm. and I agree with you. I hope they address defense in the off season. The one I'd like to see some guys get some more ice time. Let's see what Leah Anderson has in a bigger role. He got into a scrap last night. You uh, saw that? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Against the boys at the yeah. end of the game. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty. That was yeah. lovely. <laughs> See some grit for the guys, man. Yeah, you need to. You need like to go it. out there. Yeah. yeah. Phil Philip Heedles had a really good year. 
to be for the most part. The, to me, Filipino is somebody who, 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 like you said, has had a really good year, but there have been moments where he's been like non-existent. Yeah, he's got a, but, but as David Quinn will say, he's 20 years old. He's rolled with him, though. He's got to, you know, become more consistent. But, but he's rolled with yes. Filipino. Yes, he has. Uh, Which is something that we can't say for a lot of the other guys. Right. Like uh, Elias Anderson. Who spent most of the year in Hartford. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vinny Letieri, since he's gotten recalled the last time, he's played pretty well. Who's also somebody who spent a majority of the time in, uh, right. in, in, uh, Hartford. in Hartford. Yep. Brett Howden's had a nice year. Brett Howden's had a quietly a very nice year. Yeah. Very I, nice year. The, the points and goals won't. Show, Show it, that, but, effort. but he, effort, becoming a good two-way center in this league. He's a nice number three center. Now, obviously, who's going to be the team MVP is going to be Mika Zibanejad. Oh, absolutely. 30 uh, goals. 30 goals. First Ranger to, do, uh, to, to score 30 goals in how many years? It might be since Nash. Probably Nash. Um, he's not quietly, but he's had a very, very oh, good yeah. year. Absolutely. You can, that's somebody you can sort of not build around, but... He's but, a, he's but a he, nice core piece. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's a nice number one center. Now, let's see what else down the middle you can get. Because you win in the NHL today with three things. Goalie. Good goalie, center depth, and a nice blue line. Would you say the Rangers have a nice blue line? They have some pieces to a nice blue line. I think Brady Shea is a nice piece to a blue Brady line. Shea is also somebody who you can use as a core type of a player where you can build with. And they view him as that. That's why they gave him his contract. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, is stupendous. Yeah. Because you need somebody like him in your lineup. I love Kevin Shattenkirk. I know he hasn't been all great since the Rangers signed him, but he's been hurt. They've rotated partners. I'm a big Shattenkirk guy. Tony D'Angelo's had a really nice season. Tony D'Angelo just needs to learn how to play defense. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. I, I, and there are times where he's really good in his own yeah. zone. But let's we can't have times where you're good in your, in your right. own Right. You have to be good you at all cons- times. You need to be consistently good. Right. Neil Pionk is somebody who's, who's also... <sighs> he, he's had it rough, but I would say yeah. this because I know... Jimmy likes harping on. He jumps up in the play. He's also playing in more of a shutdown role, and I don't think he's built as like a shutdown defenseman. Because the Rangers don't have a shutdown defenseman. Exactly. So he's playing in a role he's not used to, getting minutes he's not used to. The Rangers, let's just look at this at, at this decade, right? The Rangers sure. have had Anton Stroman. Mm-hmm. The Rangers have had Ryan McDonough. Mm-hmm. Dan Girardi. Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl, who's obviously still with the team. Um... They've had um, Cat in Florida. What's his guy's name? Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel. Can't handle the Yandel. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we have to tell people what your fantasy name is now that you brought oh. that up. So be- before we go to break, okay, and we continue this little puck talk that we're going here. Okay. This actually has to do with puck. It does. It does. You were We were rolling around here with, with Mike Guido from the Haystack and, and his producer, Evan Mazza. We were giving out our, our, our fantasy names for, like, football or hockey or baseball. Mm-hmm. What was your baseball fantasy name? Double Stuff Orioles. Okay. Stupendous. Awesome. <laughs> I, I clapped that. Yeah. 
was that was that your hockey fantasy name or football fantasy name? The other one that went up the hockey one. Hockey. This might be one of the best fantasy names I have ever heard. <laughs> and not just because of the name that you use that that perfectly goes with it. Yeah. But in the way that you're using it. Okay. Which is a song <laughs> by Maroon 5 as well. Yes. What's your hockey fantasy name? Moves like Yager. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> Who the hell comes up with stuff like that? Dude, I I, I can tell you this. Cuz I try I try to be as creative as I can with my, I've had Darnum old, you know, with, with, you know, Sam Darnold being the sure. quarterback of the Jets, his last name is Darnold. I decided, you know what, Darn, I am old. Get in there. Mm-hmm. Before I had bowls movements going, you know, trying to, you know, play off bowel movements. Yeah, you know, sure. Sort of spelled the same way. So that's what I was going with. Uh, I had, um, uh, I think I had uh, Fitzy's Magic at one point, okay. like, uh, because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, you see, all my names have to do with Jets. Mm-hmm. But moves like Yager. <laughs> that's just holy crap stupendous if you want to know the secret you go to google and you type in these good fantasy ah, the google mo- machine google really helped and then i'm torn between three or four teams and yeah. i'm like what's yeah. the best one that you've ever seen oh man let me go to let's go to break i'll think about all it. right cool we're going to break here uh quick little update andrew cashner has been taken out out of the game by the Baltimore Orioles. Now Mike Wright is in uh, to pitch in relief. Giancarlo Stanton is up to bat. Yankees, two men on, bottom of the fifth, no outs, 4-1 up. We'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. 5-1 Yankees. Luke Voigt gets hit on the elbow pad. Run scores. Base is still loaded. 5-1 Yankees. No outs. Bottom of the fifth. This one's about to get blown wide off its hinges. That's not even close. Not even close. That's not, yeah. So, Ugh. yeah, 5-1 Yankees. Um Wow, right off, right off of the top of the elbow. Oh, that hurts. But that's all muscle. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all muscle. That's all muscle, dude. That guy's ripped. Oh. Um, but let's look at the Mets real quick. Let's give a little update on them. They deserve it. one nothing Mets so far. The only run of the game, Robinson Cano's uh, solo home run to left center field. The nation of the Uh <laughs> Six strong off. innings, 92 pitches. Um, what a way to start off your year after a contract extension. Hell of a way to start. And same Jacob DeGrom as usual. Same Mets offense for yep. Jacob DeGrom as usual. Yep. But, you know, uh, if it is Ma- the air. And it is Max Scherzer. It is so. Max. It is Max. Yeah. So. Uh, the Mets only have two hits off of Max Scherzer, one of them being the home run. Uh, DeGrom only gave up five hits in the game. Uh, but it's nice to see that. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to come out in that seventh inning probably. Uh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, let him start it and then go from yeah, there. I, see, I don't see why not. Yeah, because you want him to go to Familia to Edwin, to Edwin Diaz. And that's how. Exactly. That is the rest. Of, oh, hey, the Orioles have a guy named Hess in their bullpen. I thought that was a gas station. I don't think it exists anymore. Hess doesn't exist? I don't think so. Do you remember Christmas time, the Hess fire truck commercials? I have a, co- I have a collection of them. 
Oh, uh, every every year since 1996. Ah, uh, sack fly Miguel Andujar. So the Yankees get an, get another run on the board. It's 6-1 thanks to a sacrifice fly to left field by Miguel Andujar. He just missed that, he too. Ju- yeah, he just missed it. Just missed it. That could have been a grand slam door wide open 9-1. But Doors instead, are still wide open. It is. Uh, one out, 6-1 Yankees um, as they continue to uh, – Put the route on uh, on the lowly Baltimore Orioles. For the first of 19. They play six times in the first two weeks of the season. The, that, Yan- the, Yankees, the Yankees should go be, six. The, the, the Yankees, Yankees should go eight and one. You have to lose a game in that, in one, yeah, in that yeah. one span. I think uh, that you uh, in the lo- season, you they should go one. 16 and three. Oh, this, you, that's what killed them last year. So the Yankees... Won the six out of the last seven games against the Orioles last season. Yes, but I mean overall they they were twelve and seven against them. Mm-hmm. But to start the season they were terrible against them. They were god awful. That was bad. So that that can't happen. No, you need can't. to go, like especially you said, with this Orioles. You team. need to go at least sixteen and three, maybe fifteen and four. Yeah, that's I'll acceptable. Take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I guess the Baltimore Orioles. Hell yeah. Toronto Blue Jays seem to be. Hanging them up as fast as they can. They traded Kendris Morales yesterday to yeah. the Oakland A's. That's a nice get for Oakland. Absolutely. A power hitter like that? Yeah. In that ballpark? Eh. And put him behind Chris Davis. Oh, the- Chris Davis and then behind him, Kendris Morales? Oh, jeez. <laughs> what a blanket. Yeah. Matt Chapman, too. Yeah. That's good. That's a good team. It's a good team. I think they take a little step back, but that's it's still. A they'll good take team. a step back, but they, they won't win 97, 97 games like they did last year. No, no, no but help, they'll be no in the way. wild card race. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but but yeah, the, the, you should be able to beat the, the, the Blue Jays if you go twelve and seven or thirteen and six against the Blue Jays. I I'll take that mm-hmm. because the Blue Jays still have, um, Kevin Pillar. They still have Marcus Stroman. Um, Aaron Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez. You're gonna. They're gonna have a Vlad Guerrero Jr. at some point. Yes. Um, you know. So they still have a little something there. But the Baltimore Orioles. There's no way you can lose more than five games to the Baltimore Orioles this year. Hell no. There is no way in hell they. they there's they, no they, reason to. No reason to. No reason to whatsoever. Oh, that's a wonderful catch on a double play. No. No. Okay. Stanton. Good base running. Good base running. That was a wonderful catch by their right fielder. How many times would you see a guy on that automatically just go to third? Yeah. That's good base oh, running. Oh, Joey Rickard. Joey Rickard. What a play! Absolutely saving a run for the Baltimore Orioles there. Um, you could say he ricked it all right there on the dive. No, no. You don't like that? No. All right. No. I no, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, it's all right. It's, I'm just not, no, not all right. It's not on par. Not on par. All right, <laughs> not on par. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then Tampa and Ta- Boston. Tampa. No, Tampa's always going to be tough. Right. Tampa's always going to be tough because the Yankees can't seem to win in Tampa Bay. They can't. Which is seem really weird. Weird. Very weird. But the Yankees have had some trouble in the last decade winning in Tampa. I remember the Longoria home run mm-hmm. to, for them to get the wild card. Well, that was more of. I know the Yankees weren't playing regulars, really. No. I know Tampa needed the game, but. That was that year that both wild card races were just absolutely insane. Yes. Because I remember uh, I had the um, the baseball game, MLB The Show. Mm-hmm. And the beginning was, of the the... Game was the race for the wild card. <laughs> and Tampa Bay winning that. 
And who was I think it was uh, the Cardinals winning the the it's National, National League, League, yeah. After the Braves were up like five games mm-hmm. towards the end of the oh man, it was that was one of the best times in baseball, dude. Yeah, that was insane. But that was before the two wild cards. Yes, I think that was that last year before last the two year. wild cards. Oh man, what a year! What a year! And then last year we had two game one sixty threes. The uh, the Brewers, Brewers and Cubs, the Cubs and Rockies Dodgers. Rockies Dodgers, that's right. And they. Yeah, that was the Dodgers cool. were expected to win, but the Brewers, I mean, Brewers came out real strong late in the year. Well, the Cubs really gave that one up. They did. They choked it up. They choked it up because they were up in September. Do you, last two, three weeks of the season. I was watching MLB Network last night, and they were doing a prediction show with Ron Darling, Harold Reynolds, and Matt Vasquez. We have to get your predictions, by the way. Okay, I'll I'll do that. The Chicago Cubs had the third or fourth most games of a season last year, scoring one run or less. Wow. They were on the list. The Marlins were. I think they got shut out at one point, like three games in a row. Yeah, they were on the same list with the Marlins, the Giants, the Mets. I I don't remember the other team, but. That's insane. Yeah. And for a team with Rizzo and Brian yeah. and Baez, especially the year Baez had, uh, Greg Bird, you can't look at that with two strikes. I don't think that was a strike anyway, but. It's a fastball outside with two strikes. It's a tough one to take, though. That was a tough one to take. In, in a 6-1 game. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. 6-1. So that's the end of the fifth inning. The Yankees up 6-1, scoring two runs in that inning. Um, but your – because we did it yesterday, superlative for the for Major League Baseball 2019 season. Okay. Who do you have winning the American League East? I have the Red Sox winning the East. Okay. Close race, obviously. Yeah, close race between them and the Yankees. What two games? Two or three games. Yeah. Okay. Who do you have winning the American League Central? I have the Indians. Okay. Might as well call them the Windians. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Makes up for the Ma- makes up for the record, record one. Yeah. Okay. American League West. The Astros. Astros. National League East. I got the Braves. Okay. Close race. Very close. Okay. Central. That's a tough one. That is the toughest one. I'm going with the Cardinals. Same. I think we all went Cardinals. Yeah. I think yeah. Evan was the only. I think Evan chose the Brewers. Yeah, that'll be close. But that'll be close. Yeah, very close. You think the Cubs take a drop off, right? I don't know if they drop off. I just think the Cardinals and Brewers are better. Absolutely. I think the Cardinals have less holes to plug in their in their in their in just the, the entire team and, and if the, in their twenty five man roster. If the Cubs want to win the Central, and obviously they do. They need you Darvish to be you Darvish, and not he needs the, to stay healthy. Not the guy he was last year with always being hurt. He needs to stay healthy. He does. Um, National League West Dodgers. Okay, I. I actually have the Rockies being very, very close. I think the Rockies are going to be close, too. I think the Rockies are going to be very, very good this year. I do, too. All right. National League wild card. Rockies and Mets. Rockies and Mets. Rockies and Not Mets. Not bad. Where? I'm going to say Coors Field. Ooh, that's... That was rough. That's rough. That, I, I don't think the Mets could win that one. I think it'd be tough, but, you know. I think it'd be tough. Yeah. All right. American League wild card. Yankees. Yankees Rays. Ooh. I actually had Red Sox Rays 
as my wild. Oh, card you have game. the Yankees winning the division. I have the Yankees. Okay, the so three teams the out of the East, either way. Yeah, I had Red Sox, uh, Rays at in Boston. Mm, okay, you Yankee Yankees, Stadium. Right? Yeah, I don't like that matchup. If if that ends up, I don't like that matchup. Blake Snell against Severino. I don't like. I don't. I don't like the Rays matchup with the Yankees. I never have. Mm. The Rays always play them tough. Doesn't matter where. Yeah, they play uh, very. Uh, Pesky. Very pesky. Yeah. All right, American League Rookie of the Year. American League Rookie of this the Year. This is where we had trouble. I do, too. I'm going to say Vlad Jr. because I do think at some point he yeah. will be called up. That's what we the, went with. The runner-up, though, Justice Sheffield. Oh, in Seattle. Seattle. Oh, I, interesting. Either him or the um, Japanese kid they signed. Oh, yes. Yeah, one of those two will be okay. the runner-up. National League Rookie of the Year. I'm just going to homer it up. Pete Alonzo. Okay. He went with Victor Robles of the Nationals. Mm, okay. I went with Fernando Tatis. I was a little surprised they put Tatis on their roster. Very. But yeah. I think he'll be right there, too. I think the National League Rookie of the Year, that's a good race. That'll be a fun race. All right. Um... American League Cy Young. Hmm. American League Cy Young. You know what? Justin Verlander. <laughs> That's who I had. <laughs> Not bad. On the same boat there. Yeah. All right. Um, National League Cy Young. Dark horse here. Kyle Freeland, Colorado Rockies. Hmm. Yeah. Talk about a real dark horse there. Yeah. I had Noah. You know what? I would. I don't like picking Mets for these awards because I don't, don't want to jinx them. I don't like it, but I think Noah's going to have a spectacular I year. I hope he does. I hope he I hope he does win it. I'm telling you. I think, I think he'll have a spectacular year. If he can stay healthy. Oh, dude, watch out. One other guy to watch in that race, though, Walker Bueller. Oh, yes. He, he's going to be in Second there. Second year in the league. Oh. Absolutely. Um. What am I missing? American League MVP. Carlos Correa. Okay. Really? Okay. He's got to stay healthy. but I, He's I, actually starting off the year bad. He's he's not. I think he's. Is he uh, on he, the list? He might miss opening day. Okay. Still going to roll with it. No, obviously. It's just. I, I, it's I think. Just first week of the season. I think you can make the argument. I know people are going to say, oh, the Yankees and the Reds. Houston might be the best team in the American League. Could be. And you might have the three best teams in the American League. Could be. Yeah. National League, Cy Young. I uh, gave you that already. Yeah, I mean, MVP, sorry. Oh, National League MVP. Ronald Acuna, Acuna Jr. Jr. Oh, interesting. Him or Goldschmidt? Paul's a good choice. The other guy would be Arenado, but I, I I can't say that without bias because I I, I, forgot, I, love I forgot who I chose. I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't remember. We'll go to the tape. We'll go to the tape. <laughs> AL Manager of the Year. Kevin Cash. Again. No, you know what? No, you can't do it. No, he didn't win no, it last he, year. No, who won it last year? Um, Bob Melvin. Bob, Bob Melvin. That's right. Yeah. 
Well, I think it was uh, Kevin Cash was robbed. Kevin but. Cash was robbed, but I understand why it was Melvin because it's, it's Oakland yeah, and yeah. they want they went to the playoffs. Absolutely. Hmm. Just missed one there. And. And Judge holds him to a single. single, Not bad. Oh, Um, man. So, Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash. I had A.J. Hinch waiting in. That's a good one. National League Manager of the Year. Mike Schilt from St. Louis. Me too. I say Mickey Cowley is going to be a close second, though. I hope so. (laughs) Hope so. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine so far this year. Good job. Thank you. Not bad. That's actually a, a a thing for 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 the Yankees though. That short porch in right field, the ball gets back to you very fast. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be a reason why a lot of doubles turn in other into part, singles. Turn into singles, especially with Aaron Judge's arm. And back he's there. got a cannon Absolutely. for an arm. Um, not okay. Not bad with your list there. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I don't like the fact that he chose the Red Sox, but whatever. Here's my thing on the Red Sox over the Yankees. I trust their starting pitching a little bit more. I don't I, trust their bullpen, though. But I think it, by July 31st, trading deadline, they need a piece. They'll go get that piece. And I'm still not ruling out Kimbrel coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. Until he's signed somewhere, I'm not ruling that out. All righty. Let's go to break. Okay. When we come back. The official start of the 3 o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Officially the 3 o'clock hour here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. In Bohemian, New York, in the Dungeon Studios, this is Chalk Talk. I'm Renee Canales, joined in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Numbered call 631-676-2968 if you want to join the conversation. We've been talking baseball. We've, we've talked some hockey, too, as well. Uh, love, I love talking hockey, man. I know Dude, you do I as do well. I do, too. I do, too, man. There's just Two sp- weeks from yesterday, start of the playoffs. Uh, listen, and Haystack was, you know was obviously on before us, and Mike Guido, he just doesn't like hockey. And he said baseball playoffs are the best playoffs in the United States in American sports. I beg to differ. Mm -hmm. It's the National Hockey League playoffs. Yes. There is nothing more exciting, more adrenaline rushing, more... Heart stopping. Oh yeah. Than the hockey playoffs, especially when it's an overtime game. Oh man, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so, especially when it's your team. Yes, when it's two teams you could care less about. Remember so. that year the Rangers went to three overtimes against the Washington Capitals. Marion Gabrick yeah. scores a goal. Yeah, I was freaking the hell out, dude. I had class the next. So day. did I. Yeah, I didn't even have a TV in my room at that point because I was a little. Yeah. you know, it was back then. I was listening to it on the radio. Oh, were you? And I was listening to Kenny Albert on the call. And I'm freaking, it's 12, it's like 12 o'clock in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, oh, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Like, it's. I'm watching the game at home. I've got, my mom's in the dining room on yeah. her computer. My dad had already gone to bed. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's, come on, come on, just end it so I can go to bed. I got class early in the morning. Three, was it three? It three, was three overtimes, overtimes, right? Oh, man. 
And Marion Gamrick had not scored a goal since the opening game yeah. of the playoffs against the Ottawa Senators. And I think they had chance after chance, and they just kept blowing it. And I think at one point the Capitals had chance after chance. It was just it was such a back-and-forth game that, oh, that the, night. The Rangers and Capitals have had the best playoff series over the past decade. Yeah. That's how this whole rivalry came well, to Well, the be. whole thing with the Rangers and, and, and their playoff series against the Capitals usually goes in our favor. Yeah. Yeah, the Rangers couldn't score, but the break was Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. And the Capitals just couldn't get over the hump either. Yeah. They got uh, in their own heads until I, last year. I went a to, nice job, Dom Smith. I went to a playoff game. I think it was a year the Rangers got to the conference finals against the Lightning. Oh, that where was they rough. met the Capitals. Second round. There was a game. It was on a Sunday. And I think it started at 12 o'clock. Okay. I went to that game. Nuts. That was my first ever playoff hockey. Was it game two? two. Yeah. Okay, because game one they lost game. at on a buzzer beater by Joel Ward. I think it was game. Yeah, I think it was game two. No, yeah. it, what, what, was that game two? Did the Rangers have home ice that year? Yes. Game two. Yeah. They won. They won. They won. Two three, to, two three to, one. to one? Oh, okay. I think it was two to one. Or two or one to two three or one. Two or three, yeah. But they, it came down to the wire because the Capitals had an, uh, had an offensive zone uh, face-off. Mm-hmm. And... It was like five seconds left, and it was freaking out. Everybody was just nuts. But that was the most insane thing that I have ever been to. I remember. In hockey-wise. Seven years ago, so the 2012 playoffs, the year they lost to the Devils in the conference finals. I hate that. I hate that one. Adam Henrique. uh, Game six against Washington. Is that the step on? No. No, 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 no. With 6.6 6 oh, seconds left. Brad Richards. Brad Richards, after Joel Ward took yeah. the double minor for high sticking. And then Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl in overtime. overtime. Oh, dude, man. We've had some battles, man. With the Capitals. Yeah. And I love Alex Ovechkin. I really do. The Derek Stepan goal might be the one that really stands out the most, though. Oh, of course. Because game, what, game, game seven, seven overtime. overtime. I got in trouble because it was quiet hours up at school, and I'm jumping up and out. down yeah. in my room. Like, you have a reason to freak out. Uh, Dude. My, my, my RA that was the year we went to the finals, right? That was the year. We went on to face no, Montreal. That, uh, no, they lost to Tampa. That was Tampa year. That was Tampa year? Yeah. Man, I can't believe it. <laughs> Rangers had runs, man. They had runs. All right, it's opening day, and Max Scherzer's going to throw over 110 pitches. Really? I was kind of shocked that he's still even in the game. Same. Because it is, like you said, uh, oh, uh, now, now, now he takes him out, I guess. Yeah, you want him just. That's Jimmy's uh, choice for uh, NL Manager of the Year, and I think uh, Cy Young as well, uh, I think. Yeah. Uh. He does have Davey Martinez winning the uh, coach of the year, mm. manager of the year. You, you know, I hope it jinxes them. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Nationals. Me neither. I'm, I'm just, I'm really not. I know. <laughs> Look I who know. it is. Well, the gas David station Hess. guy. <laughs> gas station attendant David Hess. <laughs> we, shouldn't, we shouldn't joke like that. They're major league pitchers. They are, but he's... And that's a minor league team, but that's a major league pitcher. He's pitched for the Baltimore Orioles. They're kind of like a minor league team but this year. 
there's nothing more exciting though than opening day, and we're seeing that here as we're flipping, th- we're just flipping back and forth on these channels between the Mets and the, and the Nationals, the Yankees, Orioles. Um, and if you look at the two games, the Yankees should run over the Orioles, especially in the division yeah, there. Oh yeah, and the Mets and Nationals are going to battle it out with the Phillies and Braves. Well, we have um, a new MLB record. We have a new MLB record. NL Cy Young Award winner Jacob Degrom, better known as the Nation of Degromination. Nation of Degromination now has thirty straight starts, giving up three runs or less after six shutout innings pitched today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mets fans, that is the guy you just gave a contract extension to, and that's the guy who's the face of the franchise. Absolutely, thirty straight starts. Giving up three runs or less. And to think it all started with a spot start in place of Dylan G against the New York Yankees is where Jacob DeGrom started. That's an insane run, though. That, that It's incredible. It's unheard of. Obviously. Especially in this day in baseball. Where you rely so much on the home run. Mm-hmm. The fact that Jacob DeGrom can say, or or we can say, as talk show hosts here, that Jacob DeGrom has 30 straight starts, not giving up more than three runs, that is absolutely ludicrous. You would not even think about it. And look at some of the ballparks he pitches in. Philly, Hitters Park. new uh, The new Atlanta Stadium, real friendly Hitters Park. Yeah. Marlins Park, no. Nah, eh. Marlins Park, eh. City Field? City eh. Field's, eh. But Still you're, pitchers but park. you're going to places like Cincinnati. Yep. You're going to places Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Those are some friendly hitters park. And think of some of these offenses. Like it's going up. You're against facing the Chiefs. Dodgers six times a year. Arizona. You're, Arizona. You're facing the Phillies nineteen yep. times a year. You're facing the The uh, Nationals. The Nationals nineteen times a year. I'll never forget last year when he gave up the broken bat home run to Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. That was insane. Oh. John Carlo did that in spring training. A broken bat oh, home Oh, yeah. Run. It was oh. absolutely launched out of the stadium. It was gone. It was torn up. Well, well, it's funny. is When you see the ball Harper hit, you think it's just a pop fly or something. Nope. It somehow just got out. Kept carrying and carrying. <laughs> it didn't sound good, but it found a way out. I'm looking forward to Bryce Harper going back to Washington next week. Oh, I am too. That's going to be we'll, – the reason why I bring that up is because Wilson Ramos got himself a nice little standing go from the Nationals crowd when he was introduced. Obviously, opening day, both teams get introduced on the foul lines. Wilson yeah. Ramos was out in the outfield uh, you know, catching with Jacob DeGrom and whatnot. Um, so when they introduced him as a catcher of the New York Mets, Wilson Ramos, he got himself a nice little standing go. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Oh, uh, Bryce Harper's getting the booed. hatred that Bryce Harper is going to receive. Oh, he's gonna get. It. He's gonna get it. He's going to get. I want to say he's gonna get like a Johnny Damon return to Boston kind of deal. What are some of the worst like receptions that you've seen in sports? Because A Rod is one of them. When he came back from the suspension, when he went to Boston, even when he goes went back to Texas, he was you know yeah. But the but, Boston one was oh, pretty yeah. bad. They had the syringes and stuff like that. Remember that? Stuff? Yes. And John Lackey kept throwing 
Yep. <laughs> couldn't hit him, couldn't hit him. Eventually he hit him. So A Rod is one of them. Bryce Harper's going to be very Bryce very Harper's going to get Johnny him. Damon was one. That was that was pretty interesting. Johnny Damon that, that was right after the Red Sox. Um I don't remember the reception Ellsbury got when he returned. I don't Boston. think it was that bad though. I don't think it was that bad. But either. at any time you go from Red Sox Yankees, yeah, yeah. That one's bad. Or vice versa, yeah. A Rod was bad. Roger Clemens uh, was a interesting one. He always got kind of a bad reception wherever he went to. Yeah. Those are some of the bad ones. Wow. Tom Brady, anytime he stepped foot in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- yeah, that he gets a bad reception because you can't beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Tweety? Did, did you just hear that? Too? Yeah, it was Tweety Bird. Okay, Tweety Bird's around here somewhere. Um, okay, right. so let's get let let's move back uh, to the ice. Sure. Because uh, obviously the playoff run is really like rampant right now, and we have teams left and right uh, attempting to clinch. Excuse me, wow, that was rude of me. Um, we have teams left and right attempting to clinch the 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 uh, Vegas Knights. Actually, had a chance last night to shore up their playoff spot with one point. They lost to the Colorado Avalanche. Great game. Oh, it was a great, a stupendous game. Avalanche were up 2 nothing. Vegas comes back. Yep. Stormed back. Not, not just came back. Stormed back. Oh, they did. Yeah. Um, they hit a post with, I think, six seconds left. That must that must be the most like gut-wrenching like thing that can happen to you in sports. I'll tell you what, though. Ve- Vegas is proving something right now, though. Vegas is a team to be reckoned with. Well, not even that. They're giving Marc-Andre Fleury a rest. And play oh, Malcolm Subban, and he he's getting yeah, he's getting experience, and that kid, he's playing a good goal for them. He's been really good. I like what he's. I like. Remember last year they ran through what five different goalies in like oh, the first my. month, month and a half of the yeah, season. Yeah, Flurry goes down, he goes down. Yeah. Oh. Start bringing in dudes left and right. <laughs> yeah, but that's just that's just what it is. That I think Vegas is going to be a team to be reckoned with in the reckoned with in the playoffs. Them and San Jose in the first round. Ooh, that'll be fun. Well, right now we have Winnipeg, Nashville, Calgary, and San Jose clinching spots in the Western Conference. Yes. Vegas was one point away. St. Louis is right there. The turnaround that St. Louis has had this year. Yeah, they've had a nice was turnaround. unreal as well. Yeah. Unreal. They won what? 11, 11 in, in a row, row something 12 like in that. a row, something yeah. like that. In the Eastern Conference, nobody in the Metro has clinched yet. Well, that's because it's so competitive. It's so competitive. We have the, the, the Capitals at 98, Pittsburgh at 95, and the Islanders at 90. The, the Islanders are falling apart right now. They're falling. Yeah, they need to get back to what made them really good early on in the season. They are falling quickly. Mm-hmm. There could be a – I mean, they have 77 games played already. But if they don't get it together, the Hurricanes could overtake them for that third spot. Yeah. They're four points back. And they play Washington tonight, Carolina. In Carolina. Yikes, man. That's This race is just... Biggest crap. game of the night, though. Columbus-Montreal in Columbus. That's... Uh... That's battle for second spot in the uh, west in the uh, wild, wild card, card in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah, Montreal at ninety, Columbus at eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. A win gives Columbus uh, that tie, that virtual tie for that second spot. Yeah, and Sergey Bobrovsky's got back-to-back shutouts. The Bob, what are they, they going to do with him? He's gone. I think he's as good as gone. 
They should have traded him. I think they wanted to see if they can make a run. I understand the aspect of wanting to make a run, but do you really think that Columbus is going to make a run in this playoffs? I don't think so. Not if you play Tampa Bay in the first round, which they're probably going to do. That's scary. You don't want to play the Lightning. 59 wins. 59. And they do. They're going to eclipse 60 wins. They're so good. They might get to 130. They're so good. 122 points. They might get to 130 points. And they have the MVP winner. It's going to be Nikita Kucherov. Vasilevsky could be up for the Vezina. Probably going to be. Yeah. You people could make an argument for John Cooper's coach of the year. I don't love the argument because just because you have the best team, but man, I think he gets it. They actually play the Capitals tonight. No, they play the Capitals this weekend. I mean, this weekend. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm looking at it tonight, but looking yeah, to sweep Saturday. The ca- looking to sweep the Capitals they play too. Saturday. Oh, give me seven of those for the Eastern Conference Finals. We have a little update from the Mets game. Robinson Cano. Gets an RBI, knocks in Dominic Smith, 2 nothing Mets in the top of the eighth. They just, uh, looks like they just popped out. That that ends the top half of the eighth inning. But Robinson Cano, two RBIs on the day. Does that run get charged? To s- no, it can't get, because Scherzer came out with nobody on, right? No, Scherzer came out with uh, Dominic Smith on, I think. Oh, it's so two earned runs for Scherzer. So... Mets 2-0 lead. Jerry's Familia looks like he'll be entering the game in the eighth inning for the Mets. So it looks like it's going It's going according to plan right now. They go from starter. They went to Seth Lugo in that seventh inning. Which is fine. Which is fine to me. Then you go to Jerry's Familia in the eighth, Edwin Diaz in the ninth. And if it, and if it, it works out. And if it works out, to quote the A-team, I love it when a plan comes together. That plan is coming together. I hope so. It could be. But um, that's the case in that Mets game. Yankees game, um, 6-2 Yankees, top of the seventh inning right now. Um, trying to see who they – oh, it's still Adam Adovino pitching uh, for the Yankees here in that top of the seventh. And Babe Ruth is not hitting, so He's he does not, not have a, stri- a chance to strike him out. Annoying. <laughs> Dude, that, I thought that quote was hilarious. To be honest, he's with just you. trying to make news. Just, oh, I don't care. And, and it's only fitting that he ends up with the Yankees. Oh, I I really don't care that he said it. That doesn't bother me. No, just I'm just gonna. Oh, I know. Oh, Tula makes a play. Sure, he does. He does. I'm rooting for Troy Tulowitzki, man. So am I. I. I am too. I mean, you know, not a Yankee fan at all, well, but but. Not. The guy was arguably one of the young, up-and-coming faces in baseball. He was one of the best shortstop in the league. And then he just fell apart. Well, that trade to Toronto started battling the well, injuries. Right. So, if it all comes cir- if it all comes full circle, and, and he has a very decent year, someone will take a chance on. Someone next will year. definitely take a, take a chance on him. Yeah, I hope so. Like like we said, sign for one year, the uh, veterans minimum. Mm-hmm. They're not really necessarily banking on him to have a stupendous year, but it is sort of a stopgap between him and Didi Gregorius. We know when Didi comes back, they're going to need time to get him acclimated back into the into the into Major League Baseball. Right. He's he's going to spend some time in the minor leagues. 
And then he's going to come up. They're going want to want to give him some days off. And that's when you have Tulo come in and play play the field or DJ LeMahieu, mm-hmm. who you all who you have on the bench right now. The Yankees have depth, man. It's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to have in today's uh Look at game. that shift, man. They got one player. Here's my issue with this shift. One player on the left side of the infield, three on the right side, with Glaber Torres playing a shallow right right field. All right, if you're a left-handed hitter on that, lay down, lay the, down lay the bunt down the, down the third bunt. baseline. That's an instant double. Instant and, double. And instead, Chris Davis strikes out looking. Which I don't mind because he sucks. I, think, think about that contract for a minute. Oh, it's got awful. Nobody's taking a chance on him. But, but, but think about this for a minute. You could have re-signed Machado if you had that money not tied up in Chris Davis. That's if Machado wanted to re-sign with, with you. Fine. But you could at least make the case to have him stay. Okay. You have the money to make it work somehow. Adam Jones could have... I. I I don't see a way in which he could have stayed, but you you could have tried to keep Adam Jones with a little bit of money there. But Chris Davis, that contract is that's probably the worst in baseball right now. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Eventually, outside of, outside of Jacoby Elders, yeah. Eventually, two Scherzer will be in there, but that won't be because of performance. That'll be because of age related. You well, know. he's getting deferred money, so he's getting paid until like he's probably like sixty. Yeah. He got that Bobby Bonilla stuff. Yeah, he did. Uh, Yankees complete the top of the seventh. Uh, Adam Adovino strikes out Chris Davis um, and and then gets a strikeout to the end of the inning as well. Top of the seventh is complete. Seventh inning stretch at Yankee Stadium. Still 6-2 to two Yankees in the lead. Um, it looks like this one is pretty much in the bag, I want to say. Although it is baseball and <laughs> weird things have happened. But... Seems like the Yankees are on, well on their way to getting their first win of the first win on of the season. On pace for one sixty two. On pace for one sixty two. Now we have the Mets and the and and the Washington Nationals. Jerry's familia pitching for the Mets there. Um, La familia. Do you think he's gonna have a, a really good year? I hope he has a really good year. I don't think he'll struggle because he knows. It's a nice effort there by McNeil. This ball goes foul. Um. I don't think he'll have a bad year, but I don't think he'll get the recognition as he did when he was the closer, obviously. But Much I, different, yeah. I, I think he'll be solid. Look, if something happens with Edwin Diaz, which we all hope won't happen, you have a guy who's reliable in closed games before. That's what Familia is. He's, he's a setup guy, but he's also an insurance policy. Uh, we have another game going on right now outside. We actually have two games going on outside of uh, the Yankees and the Mets. We also have the St. Louis Cardinals going up against the Milwaukee Brewers. They're in the middle of the fifth, going into the bottom of the fifth inning. Brewers up four to three. Christian Yelich has a home run in this one. Of course he does. Um, and then we also have the Atlanta Braves host uh, going up against the Philadelphia Phillies. Philly's hosting the Braves right now. It's one nothing Philly. Top of the second, one man on for the Braves right now. Hmm. So I like that, how the schedule planned this out. Guess who had a home run in this one? Oh, uh, my guess is gonna be Harper. Uh, no. Nah. Only run on the board. Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Four hundred and twenty eight feet to center field. 
McClutchin. I like McCl- you. That's a good one. I Thank you. you. McClutchin is good. Yep. Okay. So in I- this one, in the in the Cardinals game, all runs have come on uh, uh, homers. Colton Wong has one. Bader has one for the has uh, the other one for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Mike Mustakis hit one. Oh man! For the uh, Brewers and Christian Yelich had a three-run homer. Man, baseball is back, baby! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Sorry, I had to. No, that. that's fine, man. That's just my Christian Yelich. He can be somebody that can be very sneaky, and he might be in contention for the for uh, MVP of the uh, National League as well. Again, yeah. yeah. I actually had Javi Baez so, winning it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh man, interesting choice though, right? Yeah. Going against the Green. I, I love this though. The Mets and the Nationals, the Phillies and the Braves. They took the four teams everyone thinks are got battle it out for the NL East, and they're going to play each other. And then the Marlins are playing. <laughs> Listen, the one issue I have with the schedule is the Mets will play the Nationals for three. Then they go to Miami for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They play Wednesday night in Miami. Thursday's opening, Thursday afternoon's opening day at City Field. Come on. You got to play a night game travel and then it's opening Shut day. Up. You're acting like it's cross country. It's a three-hour right. flight. Relax. Listen, it's in Miami. You don't know what happens there. I do Kenyon well, we Drake knows what happens there. Kenyon Drake does know what happens there. <laughs> the Jersey Shore knows what. <laughs> the, the Jersey Shore cast knows what happens in Miami. <laughs> the hell out of here. It's the Eastern version of Vegas. What happens it's, in it's, Miami stays, stays in, in Miami. Miami. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to preview the Sweet 16 that gets underway tonight in the NCAA tournament. March Madness is back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it took a little break for the week, but it's back. So we'll talk about it here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Let's take a look at the NCAA men's tournament, shall we, Big Mike? It's madness. It's it's maddening. That's true. It's back. By the way, did you see the tweet from former UConn player Brianna Stewart, who I believe plays for the Seattle Storm now in the WM? I do not. What did she say? All right, so the NCAA put out a tweet saying how the tournament's back this week. And she comments back and saying, uh, well, you don't promote the women's tournament, which has been going on all week, yet you're only promoting this. I saw where that one was going. Yeah. Good job, NCAA. It's true. She's right. She's right. She's very right. 100% right. right. And to be honest with you, I actually like watching the the NCAA women's uh, tournament. I do too. I like watching it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty competitive. It is, except for when, when UConn's playing, you know. And but even up. UConn hasn't necessarily been the greatest this, uh, greatest UConn right. this year. We know UConn is usually that undefeated team, and UConn hasn't really been that <laughs> undefeated team. We got Speedy over here. We got Speedy. Laughing. He's just. <laughs> They're a two seed now. They're falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> they, according to Speedy, they are a two seed, and they're falling apart, which is true. <laughs> Gino R.E.M. is having a coronary they, over they, it. They, Gino should be fired right now. Yeah. That's how, that's how bad this UConn team has been. <laughs> No, but she she has a point. She has a great she point. She has a great point. I, I agree with that. If if you're going to promote the promote tournament, everything. Promote, promote both sides. Yes. Don't just be 
you know. Yes. But that's not a, you know, we don't want to go down this road. No, no, no. I just wanted to point it out. But no, mm -hmm. but like I said, I agree with her. I'm glad you brought that up because it's very true. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's look at the men's NCAA tournament, shall we? Shall we? Sweet 16 begins tonight. Yeah, it does. We have, uh, in tonight's games, we have Gonzaga going up against Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Texas Tech going up against Michigan. Virginia against Oregon. Purdue against Tennessee. Let's start off with Gonzaga against Florida State, Big Mike. Okay. Your thoughts on this game. Gonzaga, um, the number one seed. They were 32-3 yes. and three this year. Uh, but Florida State beat Gonzaga in last season's Sweet 16. Revenge game. Revenge of the Bulldogs. Revenge of the Bulldogs. I love Gonzaga's team. I really do. I love Kelly and Telly. Uh, Rudy Hachimura, I think, would be a really good player. Nineteen. He basically averages 20 points per game. Yeah. On, uh, he's, he's 75% from the free throw line, 60% from the field. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I think Mark Few is one of the best coaches in the nation. He, he really is. He just he doesn't, he get, doesn't get enough love because, because he's, he's out there. Gonzaga. He's out the out west. We don't see Gonzaga as often as we see obviously Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Carolina, Carolina. Yeah, we don't see him as much. And Mark Few really gets this team going. Look at look at who he's had in the last decade or so. His best player was Adam, Adam Morrison. Morrison. Have you seen what he looks like now? No, does he still have that terrible mustache? No, he shaved it off, dude. He looks different. Does he look creepier without it? He still it? looks creepy. <laughs> he still looks creepy. Hmm. But Gonzaga's uh, back to Mark Few. He he's always had this team prepared, and yeah. Mark Few always gets this team to to buy into his system. Yeah, he does. And look, and every year they're competitive, and you say, "Is this the year Gonzaga can make a run to the Final Four and eventually the national championship game?" Why not? Why not, Gonzaga? Why not, Gonzaga? But do we see that happening? I think they can get to the Final Four. You think Gonzaga wins tonight and I, gets revenge from last year's, uh, do I say, upset at against Florida State? Yeah, you can. Um, look, I think it'll be a competitive game. I like love the way Florida State's played. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't – I'm just going to take Gonzaga, not because they're the higher seed, but – Kelly and Tilly being back, Rudy Hachimura, they've got some. Pl uh, Josh Perkins, Josh got Perkins, six six and a half uh, assists per game. Yeah, they they can play, man, and they can play any kind of style. They could score with you, and they could defend with you as well. Not bad. So Gonzaga for you, Gonzaga for me. It'll be tight throughout. Okay, let's move on to uh, the following game: Purdue, Tennessee. Outstanding game. Oh yeah, love it. Outstanding game. Yep, this game's going to be won or lost by Purdue, depending on how Carson Edwards plays. If you get really good Carson Edwards like they got against Villanova, Purdue's got a really good chance of pulling off the so-called upset. But to me, Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams, Jordan Bone, Bowden, I love Tennessee. I do. I think they'll play better than how they've played against Colgate and Iowa. I think Tennessee may put a hammer down tonight. The disaster that it would have been had Tennessee given up that had Tennessee lost after giving up that twenty five point lead against Iowa in the previous in the last in the round of thirty two. Yes. 
the disaster that would have been. Mm-hmm. Because this team was one of the best teams in the country this year. They were ranked number one for I don't, I don't remember how many weeks. They won like yeah. 17 straight games at one point during the year. This Tennessee team, from top to bottom, is well coached, play on both sides of the court. Like you said, Schofield, a presence. Yes. Grant Williams scores like it's nothing. Averages almost 19 points per game. Mm-hmm. This is some, But I'm looking at the ESPN matchup predictor. They have Purdue winning this game slightly. Okay. But they have Purdue. That's how close this matchup can be. Yeah, it's 2-3. But Purdue hasn't had the best of luck when it comes to this week 16. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look at. I think Tennessee pulls this one off. Yeah, I do too. I was looking at Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. I was like, what Speedy Tennessee's, do? Uh, he, t- Speedy says no for Tennessee. Speedy's going Purdue. Purdue all the way for Speedy. I I, I thought he was going to say Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might get more of a reaction. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the next matchup. Texas Tech against Michigan. Holy crap, another matchup. What a matchup. Yeah, I love Texas Tech. They score, they score, they score with the best of them. Michigan doesn't score enough, and they rely too much on their defense. I actually have Texas Tech in my Final Four. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. Fair enough. So you think Texas Tech wins this game? I think Texas Tech wins this game. I do, too. Not to be mean to Michigan, but they don't score enough. Jarrett Culver is... Culver's going to be a good player. 19 points per game. 48% from the field. The big guy he needs to work on on his free throw shooting, but yeah, uh, you know, for makes mi- up for it. He 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 scores, he rebounds, mm-hmm. he 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 distributes the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. If Michigan's gonna want to, if Michigan wants to win this game, John Teske and I'm trying say to say it. Is it Bragdonovic? No, Brazikis. Brazikis. Something like that. Yeah. I can't say Ignis. 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 Those two guys are going to have to play big roles in for Michigan to win. Xavier Simpson, too. Xavier Simpson as well. They just dropped Did the pop-up. But they got the uh, double play out of it. I don't know why they really didn't just call the infield fly, though. <laughs> they got the double play. They got the double play. Now, uh, in case you're – is that, oh, what's it, is that uh, Sucre? I, thought that, I don't know. I can't see. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, seventh inning ends in the Bronx going into the top of the eighth. The Yankees still control the game 6-2 to two over the Baltimore Orioles. Coming in to pitch for the New York Yankees is, is probably going to be Zach Britton at that point. Uh, setting it up for uh, Chapman. Aroldis, Aroldis Chapman. And in the Mets game, top of the ninth, two outs. Mets still have a 2 nothing lead over the Washington Nationals. Um but back to uh, uh, the Sweet 16 here. Yes. Um, so we have Texas Tech in this game. Is that uh, is that uh, fair? Fair uh, choice there? Fair assessment. Speedy? Yay. <laughs> we got a yay for We Speedy. got the Speedy approval. <laughs> Speedy's, uh, Speedy's our judge and jury. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on, we have the matchup that Speedy's waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Virginia against Oregon. I'll challenge that, Mickey. Virginia against Oregon, and 
No one is giving Oregon a chance except Speedy. Big Mike. Oh, no, don't challenge that, Mickey. What do you say happens in this game? Is upset-minded Oregon going to pull this one off, or is Virginia going to move on into the Elite Eight? Speedy, I'm sorry. Virginia's moving on. Oh, but ball ball, bro. I, I know, but Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, Jack Salt, Ty the ball, Jerome. The ball ball boys, man. The ball ball boys. Listen, I love the way Virginia plays defense. No, but I, I think I, I think they have to look at Peyton Pritchard. Yes. That is a kid that put himself on the map mm-hmm. in the last week. Yeah, his play in the Pac-12 tournament and his play in, 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 the, in the, the first two games. In the yeah. first two games have really put himself on the board. You cannot, you cannot get around that. Yeah, the way he played, and uh, what's his other kid's name? Um, I'll get that. For, I'll, I'll get that. But um, but here's the only thing about Oregon. Remember that stretch against UC Irvine where they couldn't buy a bucket. Oh no, yeah, and, and, and they br- let Irvine back. Yeah, into the Irvine game. was back in the game, and at that point, you were thinking UC Irvine is coming on this run, and they're going to close out this game. But then Oregon started hitting their threes. Right. That's so what, if they're not making the their threes tonight, good luck because Virginia's just going to pound them because they, they've just got too many weapons. Hunter, Kyle Guy, Jerome. If Virginia's hitting their shots, we know how good they are defensively. They're probably the best team in the country defensively. 93% chance. In the matchup predictor on ESPN for for Virginia to win this game. I'll tell you what, though. If Oregon really wins, it's a really – is a 12C really a Cinderella? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Not, not with Oregon, though. I think a double-digit ending, you know. No, I understand that, but Oregon, I don't I don't see them as a Cinderella. I, I think – like, we, I understand it, though, but like we said, Virginia was sort of – I mean, Oregon wouldn't have made the tournament had they not won the Pac-12 tournament. Right. So I see it in that sense. Mm-hmm. But – they would be the duck version of Cinderella. Nice. And um, just a, a little recap on the Mets. We get to see Edwin Diaz for the first time in a New York Mets uniform in the bottom of the ninth inning in his chance to close out his first save for the New York Mets of the 2019 season. Uh, the reason why Robinson Cano is actually in New York. Yeah. Again. So Edwin Diaz is on the mound right now. He's facing, facing off Juan against Solo. Juan Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. Um, all right. Other matchups of the Sweet 16 moving on to Friday's edition. Yes. We're going to leave the we're going to leave the big one t- for last. The big one for last. Let's go Houston Kentucky. <laughs> Hell of a freaking That's going to be fun. That one's going to be ha- extraordinarily fun. Have they announced if PJ Washington is playing yet for Kentucky? I do not believe so. That's I, I, a I, huge I loss. I don't believe they've announced it yet is what Okay. I'm if he's not playing that's a big loss. That that that's that's fifteen points right there. That's yeah. fifteen points off of, uh, off of your team. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game, fast game. You know, what? I'll go Houston. Corey Davis is going to have a big game. Corey Davis Jr. Yeah, big game. Better than his brother Chris Davis is having today on opening day. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Seventeen <laughs> points per game for Corey Davis Jr. Uh, for Houston. Um, One down. You were a little nervous. I saw. Oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. Edwin Diaz. Gets the first one to fly out, uh, Juan Soto. So that's one out for the New York Mets closer. 
Um, do you give Kentucky? Kentucky's going to have a chance. A shot in this of game. course you do. Right, Speedy? Houston or Kentucky? <laughs> Houston. Speedy mm. says Houston, so judge and jury over yeah. here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Houston's going to have a, a, a really big shot of, of, of playing this game, but P.J. Washington is going to make the difference. If he if, plays, if he you. plays, that decision might be a little skewed. Yes. If he doesn't play, give me Houston. Yes. Fair with that? Yeah. Kentucky's going to have to make their jump shots, too. They struggled with that a little bit against um, Wofford. Wofford, damn it. Seton Hall should have been Wofford. I say it to this. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not saying no? anything. No? Okay. Dude, when you got a guy on your team named Fletcher McGee and he's hitting threes left and right, <laughs> you deserve to win any game you can. No. Let's move on. That, that's the reason why Wofford lost to Kentucky because Fletcher McGee yeah. couldn't hit a three. <laughs> he couldn't hit open water if it was standing right in front of him. <laughs> he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. I see what you did there. All right. <laughs> Next one, North Carolina against Auburn. You know what? Give, give me, I have Auburn. Give me Jimmy's Auburn team, I'll too. I'll If they're hitting their threes and Bruce Pearl's coaching, they led the SEC in turnovers. Yeah. Forced. Carolina likes to play fast, so interesting matchup. It is. Bryce Brown, 16 points per game average. Mm-hmm. 80% from the, 81, 81% from the free throw line. Um, So that's going to be a big, big, He's going to need a big, big game in yes, order for this Auburn team to win. And if Carolina wants to win, I think they're going to have to pound Luke May down low. Yeah. yeah I like Colby White and what he's done recently, but Luke May is, might have to be the difference maker for Carolina. Luke made 10 rebounds per game, basically 11 rebounds per game. Luke, may the force be with you. <laughs> I got Speedy to laugh at that one. <laughs> That's because he used his whole name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Damn. Damn you, Scuba Steve. <laughs> Damn you. You prefer that one or he moves like Yager? <laughs> moves like Yager is, is, I'm telling you, Speedy, <laughs> Speedy, listen. For, for a fantasy name like that, moves like Yager, isn't that one of the best ones you've ever heard? Yes. Judge and Jerry. <laughs> Judge Speedy. and Jerry. Speedy says yes. So we have Auburn tonight. Is that correct? I mean, uh, Friday night. Yeah, Is that I'll, correct? I'll give you Auburn, sure. Oh, Speedy uh, says go. no. He's going North Carolina. I can't keep up with uh, Speedy. I can't keep up with nah, Speedy. I'm sorry. Uh, I take Auburn in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I'm wanna... cool with that. But it would, it would be pretty cool to see a Duke-North Carolina championship game because it would be the first time they ever met in, in, mm. in the tournament. That's true. It'd probably be one of the most rated national championship games uh, for for basketball in, in history. Yeah. If it was a movie, it'd be rated R because of all the violence. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we have LSU against Michigan State. The Spartans. Give Good me, take. Give me Michigan State. Cassius Winston playing at a high level. Love Tom Izzo's team. Give me Michigan State. You like the yelling Tom Izzo, the screaming Tom Izzo? Yes, I like the yelling Tom Izzo. Oh, he went. And Ball that's game. It. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Mets have won their first game of the season. Their first out of 162 wins. <laughs>
Edwin Diaz gets oh, come on. Robinson Cano, two one, RBIs on the day. Let, let's be fair. It'll be 161-1 and because Jason Vargas will have that one start <laughs> where he blows up. But the Mets have won their first game of the season. Robinson Cano, two RBIs on the day. Jacob DeGrom, six shutout innings to um, reach his MLB record of 30 straight starts with three runs or fewer. Uh, like I said, which is an MLB record. But the Mets are now 1-0 in the season and tops in the National League East. Until the Until end tonight. of the Braves Phillies <laughs> game. <laughs> so there's your first win, Mets fans. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, back to um, back to. Uh, I thought you were going to say back to the real game. Oh no! Minute. But yeah, back to the real game. <laughs> um, no, back to uh, back to the national uh, to uh, the NCAA tournament. LSU, Michigan. You got Michigan State in this. I've one. got Michigan State. I do too, just because of my bracket. Yeah. Now let's move on to the big game. Let's go to the big game. Let's go to the big game. We have Duke against Virginia Tech. Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Duke? Duke. We Cam- got a yes from Feedy. Cam Reddish has got to start making his jump shots, ah, though. That's. We've been saying that for how long already? We've said that too much this year. I know he's the third guy, but... Yeah, but as that third guy, he's got to because chances are right. I, I understand you you go inside a lot to Zion Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. But Zion Williamson gets that attention. You can kick out. Yes, you can find an open Cam Reddish mm-hmm. to take that shot from three. He needs to. He need, he needs to hit it. Yeah. He needs to be that other guy. He has to have the confidence in order to take that shot. Force a couple of defenders onto him. That way you open up a little bit more for Zion and R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, best Duke player. Fair enough. R.J. Barrett. Oh, man. And the Barrett Barrage. Ooh, not bad. Thank you. Not bad. So we got Duke moving on into the Elite Eight. So with these matchups, we have Duke going against Michigan State. Gonzaga against Texas Tech. Mm. Reluctantly, I guess Virginia. Going against Tennessee and Auburn against Houston in the Elite Eight. Is that correct, Big Mike? Yeah, let's do it. Do that Tennessee Virginia game. That that's that's big boy basketball. Any team that Virginia goes against Speedy is definitely We know one going thing with the opponent. We know one thing though. What? There will be Orange Warren in the stands that day. More Tennessee orange. More Tennessee orange, probably, but yeah, a little Virginia orange in there, too. (laughs) So that was. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Who knows? You know what? We're going to see a lot of blue, though, at some point in the stands. Blue man group? (laughs) <laughs> you feeling blue <laughs> feeling blue because <laughs> the Mets one right oh man uh I, you're you hype sh- aren't you dude dude you saw me on those fly balls to I right did. field i did see that but uh that does it for the ncaa talk let's just recap once again what's going on with the two baseball teams from new york the mets have won their game two nothing uh jake with the ground six innings pitch no earned runs five hits um that Seth Lugo, Jerry's Familia, and Edwin Diaz to close out the game. 1-0 on the season, beat the Nationals. Beat Max Scherzer, first of all, there. 
And then we also have the New York Yankees going on at the same time. But they are in the bottom of the eighth, up 6-2. to two. Greg Bird is at bat right now, and he just launched one. Greg Bird gets his first home run of the season. Yankees up 7-2. to two. Not as Birdie impressed. goes bye-bye. Not oh that's good. Right. Not as impressive as Voigt. No, that was just an, that that was crushed. But dude, that's crazy. The two guys battling for first base this year in spring training end up getting the home, the big home runs in the in the game. Is this really a big home run? You're up six two in the yeah, eighth. Yeah, because you got you got to you need the insurance for yeah, our you, you, Chapman. You need to hit them in the jugular. You would need to crush them. Crush those birds. Yeah. Well, Remember the game Texas played against them a few years ago? It was like twenty three to one or something. Against who? Baltimore. Oh. In Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what? So what, bro? So what? Get twenty runs in this inning. I don't care. <laughs> but uh Greg Bird increases the lead for the Yankees, as I said, seven to two. Masahiro Tanaka will get the win. Um not a safe situation anymore for our oldest Chapman, but get him in the game. Yeah. Close that out. Get him Close back. that out. Um, off day tomorrow, so get him in. Yeah, off day tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, so that was a quick little recap of what happened today. Uh, let's give the rest of the scores, shall uh, we? Go ahead. For uh, the other games going on around the baseball world, we also had the Milwaukee Brewers uh, going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. The Brewers are up five to three right now, currently in the bottom of the sixth. Um, the Blue Jays and the Tigers are about to be underway. They are delayed. Uh, due to weather, I'm guessing, or whatever it is that's going on in that neck of the woods. Both teams are going to be terrible this Detroit? year. Is it in Detroit? it really matter? Um, no, it's actually in Toronto, so I guess it's so not weather-related. That shouldn't related. be weather. It should not be weather-related. 1-1 uh, Braves against the Phillies okay. going, in, going into the bottom of the third. And as I said, the New York Mets beating the, the Washington Nationals 2 nothing, Or as Matty Capson sees in the room, I'm going to say it for him. The garbage from Queens, 2 nothing over the Washington Nationals. I had to. I'm sorry. It's all right. Hey, I have him in the wild card game. What can I say? I know you do. Whatever. But that you just got to pledge your allegiance to the nation of degromination. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'll be in the judges' chambers. All right, cool. Is that fine? That's fine. Okay, cool. I'll hang out with Jabba the Hut. Wow. I see what you did. You got it. You got a laugh from Speedy, so that's a good one. <laughs> that does it for us here today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. For James Bacchion and John Fogarty, who weren't here today. <laughs> Fogarty hasn't been here all week. <laughs> I still have to include him in this. Although, although I'll say this. I heard him on the radio this morning because the song oh, Center Field was Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. That was pretty good. Pretty Thank good. you. All Thank right. you. And our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, who you heard with that terrible <laughs> joke there. Oh, I, hey, listen, you may not for, for, with, with moves, moves, moves like, like Yager. Yeah, like Yager. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Good. Uh, I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And enjoy the real opening day for baseball. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.